You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is the APC podcast here at AcmePackingCompany.com, a special edition, as the title says. This is part two of our mock draft mini episode series as we are now deep into the SB Nation NFL mock draft. I am Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter. Follow the show at the APC pod on Twitter as well. Subscribe on iTunes, tap that five-star review button right quick, please, and thank you. Listen, guys, 32 picks in the first round, 32 te- Well, actually, I don't think the Bears have a... F- eh, never mind. Moving on. The Packers are on the clock at pick number 30, and joining me to play GM for a day and make that selection is the man who keeps the lights on around here, the Tom Waits of AcmePackingCompany.com. It is Evan Tex Western. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's the best introduction I think I've ever had. You got a little, uh, is this hockey voice going on? What's going on with your voice today? Yeah. Playoff hockey. Uh, my, uh, Columbus blue jackets just swept out the president's trophy winning Tampa Bay lightning in four games yesterday. So my voice is, uh, very much trying to recover from the, the intensity of nationwide arena last night. Yeah. I saw on uh, social media, it looked like a pretty, pretty rocking, rocking good time there last night. Yep. Definitely. To refresh everyone's memory, if if you guys missed part one of our mock draft mini pod series, first of all, go back and listen to it. We need the clicks. They pay the bills. But uh, spoiler alert, Tex selected Montez Sweat to the Packers at 12th overall, uh, the edge defender from Mississippi State. So without further ado, with the 30th pick in the super duper serious SB Nation NFL mock draft, Tex, you have selected... Chris Lindstrom, senior offensive lineman from Boston College. The guy is 6'4", 308 pounds, so he's a little undersized. Just kidding. As Jerry Seinfeld would say, that that's your big boy right there. Second team All-ACC in 2017, and I believe first team All-ACC in 2018. Athletic, strong, agile, tech. I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush here, but uh, can you talk a little bit about specifically what you liked about Chris Lindstrom? Yeah, Lindstrom's been a guy really ever since the combine that a couple of us at Acme Packing Company have really had our eyes on. Um, and, and the reason is is multi-layered. So first of all, he's uh, he's a real versatile player. He's played tackle, he's played guard, um, he's he's excelled at, at both of those positions, as you mentioned, um, all-conference honors at, at both spots. So, so that right there, given what the Packers need, um, probably a guard day one, and then you know potentially a guy who could could maybe move out to to right tackle in year two or or down the road. Um, that that sort of inside outside versatility is really going to be something that he could um, he could bring to this team that can really help in in 2019. And the second piece of it is that his his athleticism I think fits both what the Packers like in their offensive linemen really well, just in general, 
but also I think it's going to be really appealing to Matt LaFleur and, and the new zone blocking scheme in the run game. Very active, um, great, great quick feet, um, really quick times in the agility drills in, uh, at the combine in Indy. Um, he's, he's a pretty explosive guy too, for his size. And, and so really he checks, I think all the boxes that you could look for, um, in terms of what the Packers could look for in, in an offensive lineman at the bottom of the first round. I know some fans thought, you know, Hey, the Packers signed Billy Turner. Cole Madison is back in the mix. Maybe we steer clear of offensive line, at least in the first round, but obviously you disagreed there. Yeah. And I think there's a couple of reasons to, to, to go that route. Um, well, first of all, it sure looks like the Packers are interested in an offensive lineman early on this year. Uh, they've brought in or, or or visited with probably five, six of the the top offensive tackles uh, in this draft class over the course of the last couple of weeks, many of them coming to Green Bay on official visits. So I think that tells you that they're definitely interested. And right tackle in particular, I mean, with Brian Bulaga's situation, obviously he, he's consistently missing games here and there to injury. Uh, and, and his contract is up at the end of this year. So I think you need to determine um, – you know, maybe maybe Billy Turner is that guy to step in at right tackle for for Balaga. Uh, maybe you draft a guy to to be that future right tackle um, and, and play Turner inside. And I think with Lindstrom, what you could do is you know plug them both in, let them compete for one of the for that starting right guard job this year, and then you know next year let those two guys duke it out and figure out where they best fit in the lineup at, at right guard and right tackle, because I think with, with the two of them, you could have a real solid right side of your line. Yeah. You mentioned, um, Brian Bulaga and I've been caping for him a bit. I know that he, um, is oft injured. And so that, that sort of lands him on some fans sort of shit list, if you will, as, as sort of an expendable player. And, and as I mentioned, I've been caping for him, but uh, I was, it's like time, I don't know where time goes, but uh, he was drafted in 2010. So yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. But, but yeah, to your point, I mean, he, when he plays, he's very effective. He's still one of the better right tackles in the league, but his availability is, is obviously one of the big questions about him. And again, that contract situation for, you know, for a team that has shown that they're willing to move on from offensive linemen a little early, like they did with Josh Sitton and TJ Lang, um, I would be very surprised if he gets another contract in Green Bay after this year, um, unless he ends up uh, hitting the free agent market and just coming back on a real bargain deal. Yeah, I agree. So it makes sense to uh, bring more talent in the pipeline. And speaking of that talent, you know, there were other linemen taken earlier. I see Andre Dillard went at 16 to Carolina, that's a name I've heard a lot about. Um, Jawan Taylor, Jonah Williams, also going at 13 and 14, respectively. Were you surprised by sort of the run at offensive line, or is this in line with what you're seeing, both in terms of the available talent and, and team needs? Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, if anything, it surprised me a little bit that we got all the way down to 13 before an offensive lineman came off the board. Um, and it, if we get to... Uh, to draft day next week and and we don't have a lineman taken in the first 11 picks I'll be I'll be pretty surprised it just seems like always you get uh, one of those tackles that rises up the boards uh, I think Mike McGlinchey was at last year that guy last year for the 49ers I think they took him at, at nine um, and so it always seems that that somebody goes ahead and, and grabs one early because you can 
you can never be too careful protecting your quarterback. Um, and so certainly, you know, in those teens picks, I would expect a couple of these guys to come off the board. And then the other one that we were very, you know, kind of waiting out to see if he was going to fall to 30 was Dalton Risner from Kansas State. If, if he was still there, that would have made for a real interesting decision between him and Lindstrom, because I think um, in some ways they're kind of similar players and, and the Packers probably like both of them. Uh, but Risner ended up going off the board at 28, just two picks ahead of uh, where we were at 30. So that that ended up making the decision pretty easy for us. Were there other non-offensive line players that you had your eye on uh, who were perhaps off the board already or maybe just not as high on your board as Lindstrom? Yeah, there's a couple of guys that uh, that came off the board again in the, in those last maybe five or six picks. Uh, Noah Fant, the tight end from Iowa, uh, he went off to the board to, to Oakland at 24. And then uh, three picks later, when when Oakland pick again, uh, they took Nasir Adderley, the safety out of Delaware. Uh, both guys that I think could be good fits in, in Green Bay uh, around that 30 pick. Um, and, and then there's another one who kind of fell, who surprised me a little bit, and that was Christian Wilkins, the big defensive tackle out of Clemson. Um, if the Packers end up um, taking a tackle in the first round for the uh, on the defensive side of the ball, um, and in the, the two options really that I see there are Ed Oliver, which you know he went off the board real early, and then Wilkins is is the other option. If he's there at thirty, um, I think he could be a real possibility. But um, yeah, he went off the board, and then uh, the other one, Jeffrey Simmons, um, went off to Indy at twenty six. Uh, obviously, he's got that torn ACL, so he probably won't be playing this year. Um, and he's got some off the field issues stemming from um, some some violence back in his high school days. But, um, you know, talent level is there and and he could be possibly in the mix as well. But again, with all those guys coming off the board, um, Lindstrom definitely seemed like the best fit. And then if we were to continue this this mock all the way through to 44, I think there's a good chance that you'd see us end up probably with a safety uh, somewhere in that in in that second round pick. Um, there's a bunch of those guys, those free safety and, and slot de- slot defenders that I think would be exactly what this defense needs. Um, Juan Thornhill is a, a player out of Virginia that I really like. I'm really high on. Um, I know our Peter Bukowski is a big fan of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from Florida. Um, and then Darnell Savage from Maryland is another one to watch. I think those those three guys are definitely possibilities at, at 44. And then you could see possibly the, the tight end position in the mix as well, depending on how things fall. Uh, maybe Alabama's Irv Smith could be an option there uh, in the second round. Um, if not, I think, um, again, if, if maybe safety is the option in the second round, I think you could easily see a receiver or a pass catcher uh, at 75 in, in round three as well. I think those are probably um, – Safety, tight end, re- receiver, uh, probably your, your next big buckets to check off. Dex, it's always a pleasure. I think that that is a wrap here on the, uh, on, the, on the mock draft. I would invite the listeners to keep it locked in here to acmepackingcompany.com and SB Nation. The whole mock draft will be, will be up. They're actually going to stitch all the audio together into one long sort of draft pod, which should be a lot of fun. But aside from that, the normal APC pod crew ben alex and myself i have a few guests lined up for later this week and next week uh, to do draft prep some some names to know and um should be should be a lot of fun for those of you that are super interested in in the in the draft stuff ahead ahead of the nfl draft which starts next thursday um so until then Keep it locked in here to the APC pod at the APC pod on Twitter and acmepackingcompany.com. Tex Western, any parting words for the listeners? Just excited for Thursday. This is 
one of my favorite parts of the year, maybe favorite parts of the season. And with uh, so many picks, this should be a fun one for Packers fans. So um, enjoy it on, on Thursday and through Saturday next week. And go Pack Go. Damn straight. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll talk to you soon.